Welcome to Left on Red, the Daily Mountain Eagles Political History Podcast. I'm Jennifer Coron. And I'm Drew Gilbert. And we are back for another bonus episode. We're not even going to pretend they're mini-sodes anymore no, because we talk we too much. Talk too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's topic is podcast recommendations. This is so exciting. Because we love them. And I'm thinking there may some, be some people out there who are just kind of getting into the genre. Yeah. Let's hope we weren't the first podcast. We've ruined it for them, but maybe we were one of the first podcasts yeah, they've listened to. There are actual good podcasts yeah. out there. Don't stop with us. Right, no. Yeah. Um, so do you remember the first podcast that you listened to on a regular basis, the one that got you into podcasting? I don't. Sadly. I don't either. I do not. I can't either. I, did, I broke down that barrier and didn't mm-hmm. know I had done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are some that um, that I... Like, I subscribe and unsubscribe a lot. Like, I yep. don't, like, you know, I do, like, it changes weekly sometimes I've got to where I'll with subscribe me. to some, and then some guests that they have, I'm just mm-hmm. not interested in. I just delete the episode. I don't even, I don't even listen right. to it. I yep. do that with a, a couple that mm-hmm. I'll mention here in mm-hmm. a minute. Um, but there are some that are solid that have been with me for, like, from the time that I started listening to podcasts. See, I don't have any anchors like that. Yeah, Almost all of mine few, are, like, 2019 fresh for That me. I'm loyal for. Yeah, yeah I don't have so, that. Um, so you start. Answer. Throw one at me. Throw, and it doesn't um, have to be political. Just so a podcast that you my, love. My newest favorite of this year was uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Um, yeah. I'm a I'm a Conan f- a fan. I always mm-hmm. have been. I've always liked Conan's shows. Um, this medium for him is perfect. It mm-hmm. is the place. The Tonight Show was not the place for Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. This is. He's had guests. I mean, you've had you've had comedians, people he's worked with, Will Ferrell. Um, and all the way up to like Michelle Obama was on there, mm-hmm. and she was fantastic. She was a great interview on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. But that has become a favorite of mine. I actually just uh, kind of researching for us talking about it. Looked, and I'm uh, I'm like three episodes behind, and I'm really excited because mm-hmm. I'm going to binge listen to all three mm-hmm. of them in a row. So that's my new one of 2019. He just came out this year with it. Uh, it's very well put together, uh, and it fits uh, his humor quite well. So. That's one See, for me. this is going to be interesting. I feel like you go more towards the celebrity host yep. arena, yeah. and yeah. I don't. I like to go away from political often. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I do too. Uh, I just don't go towards celebrity. Well, Conan is definitely the the celebrity for me. I'll, I'm going to give you a few more celebrities. Okay, too. so this is not one of one of my longtime ones, but it is definitely. Hit, one of my favorites. Hit me with it. It's called Trashy Divorces. <laughs> it's like Jerry it's Springer. It's by, by yes. mm-hmm, it is by a couple of ladies. They live in Georgia. I think they both have um, ties to Alabama, though. And they do go through a lot of um, celebrity divorces, but not necessarily always. So okay. we've done like Shania and Mutt Lang. Uh, the Rudy Giuliani episode was really interesting. Well, he's quite interesting. Um, I sort of say, these I, days. yeah, I think that was the one. There was one they did of like basically serial divorcers, and I think Rudy Giuliani was one of those. Um, I thought he was a conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, w- the point I remember from that episode, because it, it was in their first season, I think they're in their fourth. So one of his wives actually found out he was divorcing her by watching a press conference he was giving. That's how she found out they were getting a divorce. He feels more and more like a slimy dude. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really funny is I remember the 2001 version of him, and, man, he was mm-hmm. America's mayor. Yes, we loved him. And so what's really funny is as you look at him now, you're kind of like, he's like a uh, wannabe gangster kind of mm-hmm. guy. Like he's got that feel to him. Mm-hmm. Well, then when you actually research him, he's always been that mm-hmm. guy. We just captured him in the greatest he was moment in the right of his spot. life. Yeah. His skill set was perfect. He projected. For the, he did it, he, and mm-hmm. and it was only a six month period yeah. for us, really. Yeah. So they did a Bentley um, episode. 
There's a Robert. They did. They did. That's a good I one. I am listening to this. That's podcast. a good one. Um, who are who are some of my other ones? I they always do two. So one okay. of the ladies does one, and one of the ladies, and some of them are pretty rough. Um, I mean, they get into um, uh, you know, so Tatum O'Neill and John McEnroe. That mm-hmm. was one. Um, let me see. I told you Shania and and Mutt Lang. Um, let's see. There was. Um, so the Tina Turner, I can Tina Turner. So yep. that was a really rough one. Winona, that was a rough one for me. I felt for Winona. Um, Britney Spears, Britney Spears' divorce and Drew Barrymore, that was one. But they do a good job. They're funny. Um, they cuss a little bit, but it's I all right. I can't cuss words. It's all right. Um, but yes, I love I love my trashy divorces. Let's switch to one that you put me on to, and I know we actually talk about now, is uh, Hacks on Tap. Yes. It's a really good one. It is. Uh, we've got uh, David Axelrod. Uh, he was, he was. I guess his title was Chief Strategist mm-hmm. with Obama's campaign. Uh, literally could be uh, credited with getting Obama elected. He ran, did. Ran a great campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Murphy, what's his, Mike, is Mike. that his first name? Mm-hmm. Mike Murphy, who's a Republican strategist mm-hmm. who worked on John McCain's John McCain. campaign against Axelrod. Mm-hmm. And, and I, worked in... Um, he blew um, a lot of Jeb Bush's Jeb money. Bush. <laughs> Jeb Bush, yeah. He claims that, too. And he's a never-Trumper. What I love about it is it's uh, people from different sides of the aisle hired guns from different sides of the aisle, and I love hearing them break down this upcoming presidential mm-hmm. race. It's, it's, and that's what it's focused on. It's specifically oh, and it's, and it's just the most refreshing because you can't blame them for leaning one mm-hmm. way or the other because you got both. These mm-hmm. guys have literally worked on, on campaigns for both. And Murphy gives, I feel like, actually, Rod is so deep into the the democratic politics. Murphy is, gives yeah. some good common sense. Here's so, what it looks like not so you sorry. understand that at some point you're going to need Republican votes, mm-hmm. and this is what mm-hmm. this particular talking point looks like that's from right. the other side. That's right. So and that's so for him, fun. Uh, what's what's fun for me from Murphy's point of view is you mentioned he's a never Trumper. Um, he he doesn't think he's good for the party's uh, long term vitality. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about Linda Enzer being in mm-hmm. here and, and protecting the party and protecting the brand. That's what he's doing, and he mm-hmm. feels like Trump may be hurting. Isn't a conservative. He may be yeah. hurting the long-term brand of the party. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to figure out which Democrat he can stomach voting for, mm-hmm. which is funny. Obviously, mm-hmm. the more liberal uh, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, he, he, they're, they're really a no-go for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to test the never in the never-Trumper if mm-hmm. one of them gets the nomination. Uh, but then he looks back towards the center of a Joe Biden and a Pete Buttigieg, and those mm-hmm. guys are living in the center. So, yep. uh, a I big agree. fan of that one. I That's listen to it religiously share. every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Axelrod started with his own podcast, The Axe Files, and I always loved um, when he would have political consultants on. There was just a different vibe in the room. He was so at home with them, and he would talk to you know Democrats, Republicans. He he's a great interviewer because he started in journalism. But my favorite episodes that he did with that podcast were always when he would get the old, as they call them, the hacks, the political mm-hmm. hacks in mm-hmm. there. You could just tell he was so comfortable with them. He knew them all, no matter what they were, yep. Democrat, Republican, yep. so comfortable. So I love those. Uh, so back to my ladies. Uh, this is not, she doesn't do this podcast. This is a podcast about her. Dolly Parton's America. I just added it to my list. That's my gift I to just, all of you. I just added it to my if list. If you have not... And and aware of honestly, this. Honestly, if you don't like Dolly Parton, you can What's just go. Happening? You can go somewhere else. Yeah. Really, we yeah. don't need you. Yeah. Um, she is. She's a stud. Mm-hmm. She's kind. She gives back to her community. Mm-hmm. Uh, run, has a, a pretty darn fine uh, theme park, honestly, mm-hmm. in in, uh, in Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on top of that, this woman fought up 
into show business when it wasn't mm-hmm. easy for a woman to fight mm-hmm. up into show business. Yep. And we talk about, you know, there's a lot of this movement now of the really shining a, a flashlight on sexual harassment mm-hmm. in Hollywood. And, it, and it, it's rampant now. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about mm-hmm. it and they're fighting against it. Well, episode you know how two, awful that was when she was coming episode up? Episode two is called I Will Always Leave You. Mm-hmm. And it's about her whole relationship with Porter Wagner. And yeah. I don't think I realized exactly how maybe not physically abusive, but definitely controlling mm-hmm. and mentally abusive that relationship was. Yeah. So the whole premise of the podcast um, during the 2016 election, which I can say because of our publisher, James Phillips, that I did go to this concert. They Mm -hmm. came to Huntsville. But during that election, things were, you know, so divisive and that kind of thing. But when you went to the concert, the Dolly concert, she was on tour for the first time in a while. You saw everybody. You saw gay, straight. You saw old, Mm -hmm. young. You saw church ladies. You saw everybody. And so the podcast host kind of got to thinking, what what is this? And then he has a personal connection to Dolly through his dad who treated her after an injury or something. So that's how it got going. But they're really, they're exploring Dolly's life. But they're also telling you a lot about America's story as mm-hmm. Dolly has been on the scene. Oh, wow. And it's very well done. You're learning a lot. She uh, is interviewed for it, so she doesn't do it, but she's interviewed for it. And so you get her takes on, you know, how how certain situations went down and what she was thinking and, um, you know, some of her, how she got started, which is not something that I knew a lot about Dolly, some of the really early stuff that she did. But honestly, from a from a podcast standpoint, Content. I'm gonna love anything you do on Dolly. I mean, mm-hmm. you tell me you're doing a Dolly, uh, Dolly mm-hmm. podcast. I'm here, mm-hmm. but it's produced really well. It's it's a really well done podcast. And I'll get it's, I'll it's get good. back to you on it because I'm gonna mm-hmm. listen to it. Yeah, uh, I'm intrigued. It's a good one. So you're up. What's your um, next one? So I'll tell you one that I pulled off the uh, when I was digging one day the real popular list. This is a, a top fiver. Is um, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard? Mm-hmm. You're familiar. Mm-hmm. Not like a huge Dax Shepard fan mm-hmm. necessarily. He's been in some things yeah. that made me laugh. Right. And this is one of those that I may listen to every fifth episode. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking for is a guest that I'm interested in. He's always mm-hmm. he interviews a lot of celebrities. Yeah. Uh, and he had uh, Will Ferrell on. That's I'm gonna listen to. Will, I'm, I go to the church mm-hmm. of Will Ferrell. I'm always gonna listen right. to that one. Uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus, mm-hmm. people like that. And I love hearing their stories. A lot of origin stories where right. they came from, how they got there, how they interact. And he is actually a very skilled interviewer. And I would have never thought it because mm-hmm. he's, he's a comedic actor, mm-hmm. does a great job with it. And uh, so that's one of those I mentioned earlier that I, I like to listen to one every five or one mm-hmm. every six or something. I pick I pick and choose the right. ones that I want um, and then uh, kind of throw the rest away. Mm-hmm. Do you do any uh, true crime? True crime has been a real popular category now. I dabbled in it, but I don't actively listen so to any of them. So I don't. Zach uh, listened to Serial. He listened to the most recent um, season of Serial, and he keeps okay. telling me I should listen to it. He listened to S. He listened to S Town. Yeah. Okay. They look. I want to say it's Baltimore, but they look into the court system. Yeah. They specifically follow some cases through the court system in one yeah, American some, city and see how. Some meat on that I mean, ball. again, justice is air quotes did there. You, did you do it? I, don't, I apologize. I don't know. In the podcast, a woman recently did the uh, the Carrie Lawson story. I have interviewed both of those ladies. Did you? I did. I listened to it. There, and, and the, you know, there's another one. Do, on. do respect to her. I didn't love her delivery at times. I didn't mm-hmm. love kind of the way she was telling the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like she might have been making some points to to make the show a little more interesting that I don't mm-hmm. feel like were actual mm-hmm. points. Um, but it was fun to hear a Walker County story getting churned up. Mm-hmm. So. And then uh, we have the other one, Secrets True Crime, which is mm-hmm. doing the. Uh, um, the young man, 
it's not Denton Hill. I'm getting that wrong. Uh, the young man found in his um, in his truck behind um, behind Empire School several yep. years ago. Yep. That yep, one. Yep, yep. Um, and and following oh, that terrible, case. Terrible so, story. Um, but yeah, I and and I listened uh, to those both because I was interviewing them and and that kind of thing. But no, true crime. I listen to podcasts. A lot of times, make me feel good, and yeah. true crime doesn't make me feel oh, good. So, um, but I'll tell you one. This is one of my ones that I've probably listened to from the time I started listening to the podcast. Anything that she does, I'm for it. This particular podcast is called "You Must Remember This." The host is Karina Longworth, uh-huh. and I think she's married to one of the guys who directed one of the Star Wars movies. I think okay. they were in a relationship for a long time and got married a couple of years ago. "You Must Remember This" is about old Hollywood stories. Um, but it's the stories that you don't really know. Mm-hmm. So when she started doing series, she was doing standalone episodes. When she started doing series, she did a series called Star Wars, and it was about um, so the Hollywood different Hollywood stars in wartime. One of the ones I remember is John Wayne, who did not serve. Uh-huh. And there's a little um, there's a little story there about you know was there because you remember John Wayne is he's in all these war movies uh-huh. but he was kind of like a Trump or a Clinton situation there's some questions about maybe how he got out of service when some of his other Hollywood actors you know did go mm-hmm. off to war what the series she's doing right now is on Song of the South so Disney Plus just just released been binging it. I know. I've been binging it. DuckTales. I've been I've been watching watched, all the cartoons. Uh, I watched yeah. Darkwing Duck. There's only like mm-hmm. two seasons of that show. I know. I've been surprised and about I that. And I felt like it was like it was there for my whole childhood. I know. <laughs> and it, it turns out we were just watching like <laughs> the same the, forty yeah. episodes over and again. I also came to this. But no, so Song of the South was done uh, I think in the forties. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're even aware of this. Um but it's set on a plantation post Civil War there's an older black man character, obviously a freed slave. There's a young white boy. There's some there's some racial problems, mm-hmm. and and they've released it in theaters several times. I think the last time in like the 80s, they've never released it on DVD or VHS. They're they're never going to put it on Disney Plus. They've said so that it's never going to appear okay. on Disney Plus. And so this particular season, I think it's six episodes she's doing is on what was this movie even really about? Because most people haven't seen it. Because you mm-hmm. can't just you know buy the DVD. Um, what was going on, the political, uh, you know, situation at the time. Why did Disney make this movie? Was it, in fact, as accepted at, at the time as we think it is now, that it's only in the year 2019 that some of this stuff isn't acceptable? Or did people kind of raise a ruckus about some of the things they were doing back then? Mm-hmm. Um, but she does a deep dive. She's done something on the Manson murders. She had a series called Dead Blondes, which is about all the, the blonde women who have died mysterious deaths in Hollywood going back to, you know, the thing. So... Uh, she did a, a series on Jane Fonda and another lady I can't remember. Oh, she's but she's got some some cool content. She's got some cool content. She did one on um, the guys who did the monster movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bela Lugosi and uh, Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. So she did a series just on on their similarities and how they differed because a lot of times they were kind of up for similar parts or they were working right. at the same studios that kind of thing. Research. This girl does a research. She and I think she must do it ahead of time. Like she doesn't do it as she goes. Okay. So she spends a long time. You'll go a long time before she'll release another series of podcasts. But I'm telling you. But it's you, worth it when they pop right, out there. She she knows do, her stuff. Do she the tells name, great stories. Do the name again. What's the name of that? You name? must remember this, which yeah. is from uh, the the song in Casablanca. I remember uh, this. So you must remember this. Is what it comes from. But I'm a big big fan of that one. Um. 
I'll tell you another one that's uh, the mainstream one. He may be he may still have like the number one rated podcast out there is Joe Rogan, and it blows yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. There is nothing about Joe Rogan that I thought I'd, that I would want to listen mm-hmm. to his podcast. Nothing about any of his stand up or mm-hmm. anything. He, he may have made me chuckle a time or two, mm-hmm. but I was never like yeah, a Joe he's Rogan not fan. Yeah. I'll be dad gump. Some of his interviews, you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great one with Elon Musk. Uh, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders on there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you typically, uh, Bernie Sanders is usually like the angry old guy mm-hmm. shouting in the microphone. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Joe Rogan made him like this tempered man mm-hmm. telling his story. And you don't have to agree with his politics. But he he got him to tell them so concisely mm-hmm. and why he believed what he believed and what led him mm-hmm. to where he was. And I was like, wow, who would have mm-hmm. thought Joe Rogan was the guy to like interpret Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders to me? But See, Zach listens um, occasionally to WTF with Mark Marin. I went down the Mark Marin rabbit hole. Let me tell you, I got on, uh, I think I mentioned this to you, I watched... Um, Glow, Glow. Uh, on Netflix, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Who's this cat?" And I'd mm-hmm. seen him before, and uh, so then his show uh, it, it airs on IFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had it on Netflix, had a few seasons, and I watched it, and I mm-hmm. loved the first season, and he started to fizzle a little mm-hmm. bit. And well, his show surrounds his life and his podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, so I got to listen to the podcast mm-hmm. a little bit." I came in pretty hot and heavy on his, and mm-hmm. I fizzled on his uh, pretty quick. But you remember the story about Obama doing his podcast, right? I don't. Oh, I don't. I thought you would have known that. So, um, during the month of December on the Facebook, I'm doing what I'm calling the 12 days of podcasts, and these are all political mm-hmm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I start off with the Mark Marin one because, um, cause you know, he does his podcast in his garage, mm-hmm. and somehow he got Barack Obama to do his podcast while Obama was Sitting was president. president. No, um, he did was he the come fir- to his garage. He did come to his, his to his garage. So wow. when you listen to that episode, he spends the first. You know, I don't know, 10 minutes talking about their snipers on the roof, and they just made me put my cat in the room and just like all the behind the scenes once yeah. the motorcade rolls in. And you know, the neighbors are pissed at me and that kind of a thing. But yeah, it was, he was uh, not the first person to get Obama. Obama had done at least one other podcast yeah, before but that's, him. That's massive. But it was like stories were written about it in Time Magazine and the New York Times. Like it was a thing that's that big. Obama came to Mark Marin's, you know, garage and did the Mark Marin podcast as a sitting president it was a it was a big big deal at the time huh. um so, i missed that but yeah so mark, i don't listen to his podcast regularly but so, i know of his podcast because of the obama thing. uh mark Marin has a movie uh, i want to say it might have been a netflix movie it just came out they shot some of it in birmingham oh mm-hmm. sure okay. did josh was telling me about that okay true story um and the only thing, other one for me, just off, uh, kind of off the pace of what we've done, is there's one called uh, What Should I Read Next? And it's book so it's book recommendations. So I read a lot, obviously, always have. Yeah, you read much more the than premise me. of this one is um, so it's Ann Bogle. She's very good at what she does. She's an author herself, but. Um, the guests come on and they're everyday people. They're not celebrity people mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, but you tell her three books that you love, mm-hmm. one book that you don't love. Some people don't like the word hate. I will for real tell you if I hate a book, but some mm-hmm. people won't do that. They just prefer to say, I didn't like it. So three books you love, one book that you did not. And then she'll give you three book recommendations that you might that you might consider. And so obviously when you talk to readers, I mean, that's kind of a, a preference. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a range of things. Yeah. So you can always find someone who kind of matches your preferences. And even if they don't, even if I don't want to read any of the books that she recommends, I find it fascinating to hear readers talk about their reading life, um, what they're reading, how they read, where they read, um, ways they, you know, 
there's these challenges about trying to read, you know, 100 books a year mm-hmm. or whatever, that kind of a thing. Um, so I just love that one. It's a very low-key. She has a great voice, too. Sometimes I'll just put that one hey, on that, just to just, like, that makes a relax and not even listen. I you, just listen to her voice. You and I were talking about another podcast. Mm-hmm. Of, there was a lady on there whose voice was annoying, mm-hmm. and we had our time listening mm-hmm. to it, even though we liked the it's content. It's true. Yeah, it's that, a true that thing. matters. I'll tell you... Um, so I listen to some fantasy football podcasts leading into fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I've, I've played for over a decade now, which is, what's that say about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I really love, and, I, and it was before the podcast era necessarily was kind of upon us, is TED Talks. I love mm-hmm. listening to TED Talks. Yeah. One specifically, and I highly recommend this specific TED Talk, and I don't remember the guy's name, but I'll find it. He breaks down the story of David and Goliath. Oh. And he breaks it down in a... Um, it's almost like an academic way, mm-hmm. but he's not like anti the Bible. Mm-hmm. He's just telling you why Daniel was never an underdog in the first place mm-hmm. and not from a spiritual place, not right. because God was on his team, mm-hmm. but why all the factors led to Daniel was going to win that fight 10 right. times out of 10. David, right. Why did I say Daniel? All right, you've said it a yeah, couple of times. Yeah. You're getting your you're Daniel getting your so Old Testament did, folks. Daniel didn't fight Goliath. No, he I'm didn't. confident in that. David. Uh, fought Goliath, but he he tells you from an academic standpoint and breaks it down and literally. So you know, I grew up in church every mm-hmm. time the doors were open, and I knew that story very mm-hmm. well. And as an adult, I was like, "Wow, you have completely morphed my opinion about that mm-hmm. story." David wasn't the underdog; mm-hmm. he was always going to win, mm-hmm. and it did not necessarily ha- have to do with the religious side right. of it. It was like. These are probably the factors that were occurring. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend you listen to that mm-hmm. one. But uh, TED Talks are good for me. I like yeah. I like a lot of those. Some of them are yeah, we've oversaturated. Now. Yeah, Some I've never are, gotten yeah. into them. I'm, I'm aware of what they are. Like I've watched them on an individual basis. I like them. Just, to them but. It just depends. So okay. and, and then of course I'll pepper in all kinds of other ones. Some NPR ones and different mm-hmm. news ones. And there's a company. Um, called Wondery. They do a lot of different podcasts. I used to listen to Business Wars. I have found that everything they do is good. You Mm -hmm. may not like like that one, Mm -hmm. uh, the topic that they're covering, but they do a great job producing Mm -hmm. them. I'm with you. Dive in. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Well, so the Daniel. Well, you were talking about the Daniel plan earlier. I know. And whoever your Sunday school teacher used to be. It was mom. It was your mother. Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. My mom taught me like everything. You weren't listening. She's going to be so mad at me. But... Yeah, so I, I think sometimes people don't understand what podcasts are. They don't really know how to get into it. Sometimes it's not it's not easy to find new podcasts. That, I'm an expert a, at it. I know I know how to find podcasts all the time. I don't know how to quit them I real quick. Them. I think that's the beauty of the podcast yeah. is uh, you don't like that one. You don't have to wait on something mm-hmm. new to come on. Just stop it mm-hmm. and switch to a new one. And Ever the Millennial, they're trying to make uh, so Luminary. You know, you subscribe and that yeah. kind of a thing. And I yeah. looked into it because the Axe Files moved to Luminary. Right. right. I'm just not there yet. I'm just yeah. not there with subscribing just to listen. Unless you get me some better content than that's Luminary right. has right, that's right now. But that's what we're doing now. We're mm-hmm. building all these. But everybody's everybody's digital. getting a po- I mean, one. These two jokers at this table have a podcast, so you can know that literally everybody has a podcast. There is no standard. I just saw that Reba McIntyre is going to have a podcast on Spotify that comes I, out next I'll, year. I'll try out some Reba. Reba will I'd be listen. another one that I'll cut on just to listen to Reba's voice. Here's your one chance. But everybody's getting a podcast now, so it's, there's it's, plenty out there. It's really, it's really just finding them. I'm waiting for the uh, George W. Bush, Barack Obama podcast where they're mm-hmm. doing it together. The bros. It'd be the greatest podcast mm-hmm. on the face of the earth. Yep. I don't think any, well, 
maybe the Clintons have, I think the Clinton Foundation has a podcast that Chelsea used to do or something. I think America's done with the Clintons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in general, we're like, yeah. we're at our max. Yeah. We're, we're I just, I'm behind you on the hacks, the hacks on tap. I just listened to, they do a little thing that said that we should probably maybe consider just the last call where they just throw things out that they're just upset yeah. about or whatever. Cool. And it was the one where he said, what's what's happening with Hillary Clinton yeah, and the whole Tulsi Gabbard rails. situation? She's off the rails and, and we're just kind of, we're done with Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're just done. I, I agreed with Axel right on that. Yeah. I think that well, the same, I, I, I think that whole thing is just about that Hillary Clinton is a terrible politician. She's bad. She at it. may be yeah. a brilliant human being and all kinds of things, but she's just awful. Like she has well, no you, well, the people, sense. Well, of, you can she can be a bad politician if she had had a good cam, campaign, mm-hmm. good people leading her campaign, and I think she missed there too. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about. And but this whole thing in her, so you're talking about a post presidency, which yes. she didn't have, but Goodness. just I guess this is her every time she right every time she chooses to engage on something, it's never she's off right. It's yeah. just like I said, David Axelrod, who worked for Barack Obama, is looking at Hillary Clinton going, "Yeah, what's what are up? you what are you saying?" What up, girl? Which he even said in her uh, campaign specifically, um, he said she lost Wisconsin because she chose not to go to Wisconsin mm-hmm. in the final days of the campaign. Yeah, and this is a campaign guy, mm-hmm. and he said, "Yeah, you did. You should have gone to Wisconsin, yeah. and you didn't because your campaign sucked." Yeah, well, yeah. you and I have talked about this. We'll we'll end on this one. This is book recommendation, not podcast. But so yep. I told you, I couldn't finish what happened. I have yet to be able to finish what happened. I've started it several times. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Uh, Michelle Obama's memoir, though, yeah, excellent. She's one that grew excellent. on me so much. Uh, so in the in the early days, if you're looking of, for a good nonfiction. In the early Michelle's days of Barack's memoir. presidency, I was like, I just don't know about Michelle. Mm-hmm. She's grown on me. I'd hang out mm-hmm. with Michelle Obama. Yep. I yep. Would. So yeah, that's a good book. It's a good uh, if you if you do attempt to read those side by side. There's that's a good way of saying this is this is the way to do a memoir, and this is the way not to do a memoir. <laughs> and I mean, Hillary Clinton's first is is fine. Her second one I couldn't read because it was like two thousand pages, and it was all about foreign policy. And I'm like, I I can't yeah. do that. And what happened is just not. <sighs> It's it's almost unreadable. And like I said, I want to hear her version of that story. Right. But here's the problem. That's not her version of that story. Uh, that's that's a very, that's a very. Uh, You're right. That's a very. Uh, well, and that was part of, I think what didn't translate to voters was there there was always The authenticity. That, yeah, there was always yeah. this wired up and she's, she's super bright. Yeah. And she had a hard time she like just being real with folks. And I don't know what yeah, age she has to get. We talked about uh, this on the podcast. I don't know what age yeah. you have to get where you literally do don't it. care. Like yeah. you've given up on yeah. the dream and no one's ever going to elect you to anything. That's right. And all I have right now is say what I want to say. Like, I want to get to that version of Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. but we're not there yet. Yeah. We're I hope we don't miss yet. it. I hope she actually gives us gives us that before she uh-huh. she goes. Yeah. I hope so, too. But we'll find anyway. Out. Well, see, there's a bonus. There's a book recommendation for you and a lot Man. of podcast recommendations. Good book recommendation. So, mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll be back. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not next Whenever. week. Yeah, we we're playing it fast and loose now. We don't have to tell you. We'll be we'll, back when we we'll, feel like we'll it. We'll be back when you see us in your <laughs> podcast feed. <laughs> we'll be back then. <laughs> Bye. I'll see you guys. Left on Red is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2020. Daily Mountain Eagle.